where we ask you to join us as we explore the world beyond the world's oldest role-playing game. Uh, my name is Mike Cripps, and I will be your host and game master, and I am joined by three stellar players, Zach Brass. Hello. Dom Brass. Let's go, brothers! <laughs> and Nate Brass. Hi, Internet. I'm Nate. Today, I'll be playing Cypher. Each season, we'll be playing a different tabletop role-playing game. This season, we are playing Scum and Villainy, a Forged in the Dark game published by Evil Hat Productions. How was that, guys? <laughs> I, I, I thought hilarious. You know, I, I loved it. I just wish everyone was a little more dedicated. Okay. Yeah. No, you're right. Uh, Zach Russell didn't do it. it. There was no way I was gonna do it. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. I know. I, I I knew when Zach didn't do it. It's like, well, Nate's not gonna do it. I'm doing it though. Yeah. No, you're right. I should have got the cue. That was that was on me. Well, I was thinking, are we going to go like different professional wrestlers with that? Well, I, yeah, I had a question about that. Genuinely, was that Alex Jones or was that like Macho Man, <laughs> Davey Savage, what's his name? Uh, I was going for like a, a Macho Man, but that's what it, I was getting. Doing I was it definitely... as Alex Jones would have been very funny. Uh, I was literally uh, planning to react off that. Well, but then the, the reason I went. Uh, macho man is because I, I wanted to uh, you know get a little banter in up top here and uh, continue to date this podcast for when we record it uh, even though we're not going to release it for like three years um, but <laughs> uh, the pandemic is Jover guy it, it, it's 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 Jover it's the president has said no more coronavirus. It's gone. It, it's no more. No one will ever get sick again. That's it. I mean, that's sick. I mean, like, you know. We beat the Black Plague. We had our uh, Spanish flu uh, like 100-ish years ago. Now we have our coronavirus, and uh, that's disease for you. Yeah. Well, no, that's it, though. That was the last one. We're not doing it anymore. One. We just stopped. It's it. Obviously, we're, we're like a few years out at this point from the depths of the pandemic, uh, the lockdown. Um, but I, I was curious if if you guys went through any like phases mentally, emotionally, spiritually, if you got into like any new hobbies you weren't expecting, because I just for no real particular reason started watching professional wrestling because I needed something to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could not really explain what led to that decision but one night i found myself in front of the tv watching very large men pick each other up and throw each other on the ground and i i'm no longer uh afraid or ashamed to say that i think it was kind of fun 
Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, I respect. I respect that. Um, you know, whatever. I uh, I have to say, I never really got the appeal personally. But it I can see they'd why be people would like if they it. were like dinosaurs with chainsaws. They just, you know, yeah, you know what it is? Is the aesthetic didn't do it for me with professional wrestlers. There's just something about the whole thing. Where I was just like, well, these aren't the cool badasses that I want to watch fight. Well, Dom, what if I told you that one of the things that got me like actually hooked was that there is a dinosaur themed professional wrestler? <laughs> I would absolutely get where you were coming from, and I would be like, okay, well, you've intrigued me. Uh, his name is Luchasaurus. And, oh, okay. Uh, at the time uh, that I, I really started watching, uh, he was one part of a uh, tag team uh, along with Jungle Boy uh, <laughs> called Jurassic Express. And I was like, hmm, this is very silly. I thought it was going to be. And I like it. You didn't think professional wrestling was silly? I, you know, I thought it was a different kind of silly. You know, I, like I think you already had the impression that it's silly. silly, which I think it can be a lot of times. That's true. But like actually getting into it and watching the whimsy of it. That I that I wasn't expecting, um, yeah, yeah. I thought that was fun. But what about you guys? Did did during like that period, or really any period in your life, did you have you ever tried something that like you never thought would be for you, um, and then you you it got its hooks into you. Uh, I mean, besides your raging drug habits. Oh man, that's a good one, Survivor. I'm not that stuck on it. Like, I don't watch every season, but, like, Survivor's just so good. You're keep hearing from people. You like, know? once you start watching Survivor, you're done. You're a Survivor watcher. Yeah, even if you don't <laughs> keep up, you're like, I would do that once in a while. Yeah, it's like, I, it's, I, won't, I don't have to watch every season, but, like, if I start a season, I will watch the entire thing. Because it, it, I'm like, I have to know who, who wins this game. It's the ultimate reality show. See, the thing is, uh, it's not surprising that I'm into Survivor. Uh, it's something I would expect myself to be into, so I can't use that one. I would expect you to audition for right? Survivor. <laughs> no, I do see that. Yeah, exactly. Honestly, I bet I'd be pretty good at Survivor. I'd either be, like, immediately eliminated because nobody trusted me or do pretty well. <laughs> no, yeah, you would get immediately eliminated, Zach. No, no, I'm no, sorry. No, 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 no. You have to <laughs> endear people to you. In the early game. That's the key. It, I would get immediately eliminated if you were there, Dom, because your natural instinct is to not trust me in any game ever. Well, no, but, like, if I was in Survivor, was I'm usually, like, I can work with you, because I also know that from these sorts of games, you get immediately eliminated because people don't get it. And they're like, this guy is 
either dangerous or just it's not going to be good for me. I, I don't trust it. So they don't trust you. See, Zach, I just I I do agree with Dom where I worry you would try too hard in the early game to start making those alliances quick and like make an early decision. And people are just going to be like, this guy's trying to run things. We can't have that. But I think as long as you stay quiet, those first like vote or two, you could, I think, feasibly to play the long con on him. I think I've learned over the years, now that I'm older, I'm a little bit less uh, immediately ambitious with these kinds of games because of, uh, you know, that happening all the time. <laughs> well, I got into baking during the pandemic, actually. You That's did. so uh, basic. Oh my God. Is that- <laughs> I know. It was the most basic thing ever. In fact, it was so basic that every single time I went to the grocery store looking for yeast, it was sold out. So I had to order yeast online, <laughs> but I'm pretty good at it now. Uh, so I made uh, a couple of loaves, uh, a couple baguettes yesterday, and I brought half of one to, for lunch with a bunch of tomatoes, olives, and cheese, and ate like oh for cipher. That's so sweet. Those baguettes do look very good. Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie; they were definitely the best ones I've made. So I'll give you, I'll give you some credit for being super basic. Yeah, but the uh, the audience can't because they can't see them. So, hey, but you know what? I may be super basic, but I stuck with the hobby, and now I make bread. <laughs> and now it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um. Now he owns a bakery <laughs> <laughs> in a small town. But here comes somebody from the big city, and Zach's got to teach them the meaning of Christmas. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I hate. <laughs> Everything about that. Uh, so over the pandemic, I got into DMing or GMing as a proper decent human being would say. But uh, beyond that, I just I got annoyed at all the people who were depressed, which made me feel bad because it was a dick move. I'm like, no, this is my life all the time. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was just funny. Like how like everyone discovers like, oh, my God. Depression shit. I'm sad. It's okay to be sad sometimes, guys. It happens. I don't know. And they're just, like, having full mental breakdowns. I'm like, dude, I don't know, man. Like, I don't spend a lot of time with people. This is, <laughs> <laughs> this is not a big deal. I don't Dom know. walked out of his house in May 2020 and was like, oh, there's a pandemic? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Oh, cool. The streets are empty. <laughs> I mean, that's how it... Uh, I will say, like, it, it sucked for dating. Like, that was actually an issue for me. But, like, beyond that, the, like, you know, it was nothing. It was the same bullshit, you know. Uh, how about we uh, start playing a game? Oh, yes. Let's do that. Okay. <laughs> this jackass. <laughs> Procyon Sector! Our heroes, Crash, Cypher, and Gorpheus have left the harsh jungles of Akiti behind them for the cool waves of the ocean planet Mam. They've delivered their first captured quarry to their clients, the Strange Turner Society, a syndicate of pheromone-harvesting pharmaceutical fiends. After receiving the payday of their lives, the three bounty hunters will need some time to rest and relax. But will they be able to enjoy the surf and sunshine? 
or will danger rear its ugly head for the crew of the Phoenix 13? So, <laughs> um, let's play some scum and villainy. You guys have finished your job, you've gotten paid, and now we are going into your first real period of downtime. This, uh, like I briefly expa- explained last episode, um, is going by in phases. We've done most of phase one of downtime, where you got paid eight credits. You uh, decided to pay one of those credits for upkeep on your ship. You know, probably a wise decision. Um, And added it to your existing two credits. Now, here's the thing that you guys have to decide. That means you have nine creds on hand. You only have enough, like, physical space in your ship to store four creds. That means you have to divvy up that extra five. You can do that a few different ways. You can spread those amongst yourselves however you want, but you guys can also choose to put some of those credits in your personal stash. If you look on your character sheets on roll 20, you'll see that there's um, cred and stash sections. You'll see that the stash section has like... 40 boxes in it. However much cred you have in your stash basically determines your general level of wealth. If you have zero cred in your stash, regardless of how much cred you have on your person, you're basically dirt poor. And for each row of boxes that you fill in your stash, uh, the first 10 boxes for the first row, that means that you're basically moving on up in the world personally, not as a crew, but as an individual. So you can choose to either carry up to four creds individually on your person, but any more than that is just an impractical amount of money to have on you, and you'll need to put it in your stash. If you do put money in your stash... You can eventually get it back out and transferred into spending creds, but you have to take two cred from your stash out to get one cred in your pockets. Does that make sense? Mm, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, I understand it, but I wouldn't say it necessarily makes tons of sense. <laughs> well, no, because we stash it on a planet. It makes sense. Yeah, your stash is like not liquid currency. It's it's wealth, right? Yeah. yeah it's not like sitting in a bank account. We actually have to like go visit our stash to grab it. That's why it costs money because it costs money to get there. It just seems so, uh, you know, costly. Being rich is costly. Yeah, no, it's yes. a bummer. Yeah, you are not encouraged to take money out of your stash once you've put some in there. Don't put money in stashes and hide them on islands. It's, like, not super cool. Like, great for the economy. Yeah, but we need to... It isn't... <laughs> right. Um, but we need to in order to get, like, rich in this or something. And, you know, this is a fake economy, so I don't mind screwing it up a little bit. 
So, uh, Captain, I think that maybe I should get uh, three cred for this uh, this mission. I've been uh, injured, so it makes sense. I'm I'm gonna go ahead and call bullshit on that, Captain Crash. Well, we do have nine creds total, but we only made eight. The one was already ours, so I don't know three. It's kind of a lot. How about two each and we stash the rest? Why don't we put four in our money stash on our ship? But then we don't have an even number for us to pay. Yeah, no, that's fine. I figured we'd roll for it. So you will take one credit for no, this I mission? I think we'd roll for it. It seemed more fun. No, I will not roll for it. I, <laughs> I earned this money. Oh, I'm sorry. You earned three cred for sure. Yeah, I was the bait for a monster. I, I, Do you not remember this? They, we didn't go over pricing situations, okay, Prior. I I believe I earned at least two credit. What about the the tax, as it were? Look, if you want us to put an extra credit in the ship, you can take it out of your pay. It's not. It's not an extra credit. Yes, we each get two. You're saying we should only get five between us. Oh, I'm sorry. We should invest in the business. Okay, I, I, I'm just saying, this seems like the most fair thing to do. For one of us to be underpaid? Yes. You're ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. You are insane. You know what? In fairness, money shouldn't be something motivating us. So I will take the one cred, but it just seemed more fun to roll for it. You are insane, good sir. I, I, I don't need, you know, the money, but like... It's just... Well, some of us are not uh, homeless people who live in the ship. All right. Well, it sounds settled. We'll put three more in our uh, ship's stash, and then uh, two for me, two for uh, Cypher, and one for Gorpheus. Do you see how silly it is now? It could have been two for the ship, two for you, two for him, two for me. <laughs> no, 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 no. We have nine credits. So it's four in this ship. No, we had one that that was in the ship already. Oh, did we spend it? No, you just you just run extra cred in the ship for some reason. We only need to add three to the ship. No, oh, from the new cred. Oh, we're good. I'm with you guys now. This was great. We did it perfectly. I'll take the one cred. I don't really believe in <laughs> capitalism. That is why you were poor. Well, I mean, if you really, really don't believe in capitalism, I'm happy to take it off your hands. I can also take the cred. I mean, I, I'll, I'll hold on to this amount of capitalism. I, it's fine. I'll hold on to this uh, to keep you guys away from the temptation. But whatever you say. I don't know about you lot, but I have definitely got some plans. <laughs> Uh, so now that the cred has uh, been fully divvied up, um, we are going to move on to the second phase of downtime, which is heat. Heat is a uh, way to track basically how loud and noticeable your jobs are. Um, each individual system within the Procyon sector has their own heat track, and basically 
the more jobs you do in a given system and the louder and more chaotic those jobs are, the more heat you get in that system. Um, the more heat you have, the more likely you are to gain a wanted level, which is bad. Uh, that, that means that things are going to be more difficult for you to do in that system without consequences. The amount of heat you get is is based on, you know, how the job went, basically. I would say that that was a pretty standard job, all things considered. I'm going to give you uh, two heat in the that's going to be in the Breck system because you gain it in the system you did the majority of the job even if like your client was in a different system or the job took you through diff multiple systems um it all just goes in the the system that uh you did the most job. So two heat for Breck. That's not going to bring you up a wanted level at this time. You have to gain eight heat in a system to gain a wanted level. And there's up to four wanted levels. Ah, uh, it doesn't even matter then. We could practically hang out in the Breck all month and still be good. That will bring us to the third phase of downtime, which is entanglements. Um, basically... After you do any job, um, before you even get the chance to like fully come off that job and into your downtime activities, something's gonna happen. It could be something very minor. It could be just somebody like reaching out to you to ask for a favor or a job or something along those lines. How the entanglement is determined is we're going to roll a die and then based on the current wanted level in the system that you performed the job, your die result is going to cause different things to happen. So um, I need one person uh, to roll a d6. Uh, Dom, since you took the less cred, I'll give you the benefit, the bonus of rolling the die to see what terrible thing happens to you after the job. Dude, what a shitty roll. Yeah, I rolled a two. I don't feel good about it. A two on a wanted level zero entanglement chart means that your entanglement after this job is unquiet black. How, do, how does that sound to you guys? I mean, generally bad, yeah. I mean, it doesn't sound like that's positive. Not the best. Right? Not the best. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. In my defense, this is absolutely your guys' fault. Uh, with all that craziness at the end. So what this means is as you guys um, return uh, back onto your ship after meeting with um, this this member of the Turner Society who, who paid you so well, as you're like pulling out of that spire on the planet of Mem uh, where uh, you parked to meet him, Gorpheus, you feel something tingling in the back of your mind. At first, you might think that this is some residuals of your level one harm that you took back on Akiti, of that mental static that you got. You're still feeling a little bit just fuzzy in the head, but you realize that, that that's not quite it. There's something else there. 
The Entanglement for Unquiet Black is an alien or way creature finds its way on board, acquire the services of a mystic or exterminator to destroy or banish it, or deal with it yourself. Oh, that's awesome. I'm actually really happy with that role. It's like a filler episode. You start pulling away Cypher. You're piloting the ship just in, in not out of mem entirely, unless that, that's what you guys want to do. Obviously, it's your choice. This is a role playing game. But as you're pulling away into the atmosphere, Gorpheus, you feel that tingling in your mind. You realize that um, perhaps the Grand Fariniki that you brought on board the ship was carrying some kind of parasites. And soon all of you, even her robotic cipher, you're like itching at yourselves and you're like, can't get relief. You've got a full blown infestation. And as you like start doing scans and stuff, you see they're just like these little itty bitty purple grubs that are crawling all over the place. Ah. Captain! Oh no, we got way mites again. <laughs> this is a disaster! Uh, this isn't great, I don't like this. Ugh, it was so expensive getting rid of them last time. Good thing that Scorpion has put some of his pay in the ship. Yeah, I guess so, yeah. Ugh, my skin is not doing well with this. I have a strict regiment, you know, and I don't think that it works too well when you're covered in purple worms. Crash, like as you say that, you, you have a horrifying realization and you go to check your various skin and hair care ointments and grubs are just in all of it. No! Even the hair gel? Gentlemen, that's two creds worth of skincare. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know how long that's going to take for me to get back? <laughs> well, probably like one mission, but... Captain, you are an extremely vain man. It's part of the reasons that I respect you so much. I appreciate that. I think a man's looks are almost as important as his character. <laughs> Whilst I heavily disagree with that, Captain, I really do appreciate your disrespect for the capitalist system that defines our part of the sector. We're going to need to take care of this. Ugh, I really wish it was ghosts. We could have handled ghosts. <laughs> Parasites, we may need to call it an expert. We, we, we would like to call an expert. Yeah, so uh, you, you park in a... Um, more uh, commercial dock area in Mem, uh, and you're you start looking through a, a space phone book as you uh, you know you're all just itching and scratching yourselves, um, and you find the contact information for quintuple A Memish exterminators. It's just a phone book and like an astronaut costume. <laughs> <laughs> a phone book in a bubble. Right? <laughs> Give me the blue pages. Yeah, so we, we call these exterminators for sure. Uh, Captain, should I should I be the one to call the exterminator? Well, I'll, I'll leave it to you, Cypher. Uh, I'm going to 
Stand in the shower until we're ready. Until <laughs> we're ready. You go in the shower, uh, crash, and as you turn on the hot water, uh, just a bunch of grubs fall from the faucet. Why have you forsaken me? Cypher, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you call up uh, quintuple memish exterminators. Uh, yeah, this is Larry. Hello, this is uh, Cypher. We have some uh, waymites on our ship. We are looking for someone to come in. Oh, waymites, yeah. Nasty business. Nasty business, I'll tell you. You know, all the way in the Brex system, you go for a job and then look what happens. Oh, yeah, yeah. Those things get everywhere, don't they? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am scratching right in between every wire as we speak, sir. Um, I don't know what that means, because uh, I'm, a, I'm a human man. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't have wires. But you, you can understand what a wire is, you know? No, I'm going to be uh, willfully ignorant, because uh, <laughs> I think, uh, you know, robots are disgusting. Yeah, that, that really hurts my feelings, sir. Um... <laughs> So if you could send some exterminators our way, tell us where to meet you, that would be great. Um, yeah, yeah, sure thing, sure thing. Uh, you know, standard, standard uh, freighter, smaller class uh, ship extermination fees. That's gonna run you one cred. Um, we can have somebody. Uh, we can have somebody over to you between. Um, Oh, about, uh, 0700 and 2100 hours. Cool! That seems like a large window, sir. I was wondering if you could maybe, uh, for a friend, speed up that, uh, that call time? You know, I, I wish I could, but, you know, my, my guys, they're, they're busy, they'll be there when they can. Uh, you know what, for, for a friend, even an Urbot friend, uh... I think I can, uh, I think I can narrow that window down to mm, about, like, 0830 to 2100. Would that be better for you? Well, is that perfect, sir? Thanks for, uh, being such a helpful person. <laughs> Alright, can, can I just say, I feel a little bit cheated. We didn't even get to roll to see if we got a racist. <laughs> 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 Race by default, right? You could have, you could have gone with a different exterminator, but I guess, uh, <laughs> I guess guy. that's that's not important to you guys. Uh, <laughs> I, I never yeah. said I wasn't calling a different exterminator after this. <laughs> I'm pretty committed to not calling. Do you, do you want to call a different exterminator? I would love to. It's another okay. racist guy. You said the first guy was quintuple A. Yeah. Uh, so you want to call uh, quadruple A? They've got one less A, but, you know, maybe it'll be a little bit better. Uh, yeah, that would be perfect. Yeah, hello, Scary. Hello there, Gary. I am Cypher. It is good to uh, speak with you. Wait, 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 wait. Are you an Urbot? Uh, I, I am, sir. Click. Just lie. 
you guys you guys are able to uh hire an exterminator uh who does not have any against robots um uh for one cred oh um, what a good guy and a so uh, a team of exterminators wearing like big rubber jumpsuits that are kind of puffed up like marshmallows come and they, they have these big tubes that they're spraying like orange smoke out of. <laughs> Just be careful not to hurt my baby. Uh, we can't be we can't be having her have any problems. So make sure you kill every one of those suckers. I swear if there's a single one of these, I'm going to find you. The waymites, these gross little grubs, are dealt with. Um, and you guys have survived your first entanglement. Gentlemen, if we have to deal with these things again, I think I may make it my sole purpose in life to destroy them. Captain, I think <laughs> that would be a great use of our time. I think we could probably become renowned heroes of the galaxy if we were to end the waymite menace for good. Destroy the Scourge. Immediately, it seems like a bad idea. But, because I'm all about going with the flow and just, uh, you know, existing. Sure. Let's be <laughs> Waymite killers. Is that... Wait, is that considered violent? I try to be non-violent. Gorbius, you need to grow a little bit more of a spine. You know? I... I had an amount of... Just a a little bit. Stand up for yourself. If you don't want to kill the Wehmites, you don't have to. Yeah, Cypher's spine is made of titanium. He, he, he's got a great it's spine. We're invertebrates, alright? My people. Okay, that's... A large body to, to still be invertebrated. That's impressive. Well, you know, I have a very impressive pseudo-exoskeleton. It's complicated. I'm kind of a mollusk. I'm kind of other things. Don't worry about it. You are quite squishy. <laughs> yes, I mean, relatively, I would say, yes. I felt like it goes well with the persona, you know, the, the flowiness, you know? You, you really do go with the flow, you know, literally speaking. You know, if there's a large wave, I imagine it would ripple your body. I mean, yeah, I suppose. I... I mean, I'd probably, yeah, you're right. I, I'd probably just go with it, too, because, you know, why not? I think it's an admirable way to live your life, but not me. Well, now that this has been taken care of, I have some money to win. I'm going to interrupt here at some point. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this is about the time. To move on to the fourth and final stage of downtime, which is your downtime activities. Um, there is a whole list of downtime activities in the book. You're free to choose uh, two of those that you would like to do during this downtime. Downtime is kind of a nebulous period. There's no real set rules for how long you have, um, but this it's it's more a representation of how much time and resources you you have available to you before you really need to do another job. <laughs> And so uh, each of you will get two downtime activities. 
Uh, during these downtime activities, many of them will call for you to make a roll. Um, if you want, during any activity, you can spend cred to increase the result level of your activity by one for each cred spent. Additionally, you can spend cred to get additional downtime activities, costing one cred each. Make sense? Makes sense. So, with that in mind, what do the three of you want to get up to during your downtime here on the Ocean Planet Mem? Well, I think I I actually speak for all three of us when I say that we're going to indulge our vice. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he absolutely does speak for all three of us there, yeah. Sounds good. Uh, so the three of you will go your separate ways to indulge your vices. This is a mechanic to uh, lower the stress that you obtained during the job. Obviously, being bounty hunters is a very stressful job, and you've developed some habits habits that's, that's fair to say um <laughs> to to help you manage that stress because if you get too stressed you get trauma and if you get too much trauma your character retires in a gutter so let's start with cypher indulging their vice what is cypher's vice cypher's vice is gambling uh particularly gambling on uh, street races or whatever illegal races or legal races but those are less fun <laughs> yeah so here on mem i think cypher can pretty easily find basically hover boat races um as well as uh more more standard um you know ship races through the atmosphere um but also some like exotic sea creature races which of those things uh is cypher most attracted to here the sea creatures come on do it i mean it's the coolest one yeah like it'd be dumb if you picked a different one but i'd get it for character reasons (laughs) i i i i think the player wants to say that i just think that cypher is more into the tech yeah those sea creatures are too fleshy i think cypher wants to go hoverboat races what a nerd so you go to like a shady dock where there's a bunch of like Vin Diesel types hanging <laughs> out uh, on hover boats. Oh, you had me. You never had me. Or your hover boat. <laughs> what, what? How do you think this goes? Before we even get to the role to indulge your vice, how do you think this goes for Cipher? Cipher tries to find someone who's willing to rent out their shitty ass one that like obviously shouldn't win and cypher tr- is going to enter a race and bet on themselves. oh going in on it yourself <laughs> okay i like it you you walk up to the biggest beefiest most vin dieseliest of the uh hover bike uh, hover boat competitors hello sir Looking at your sleeveless vest and your big bald head, I can see you are the greatest racer here. 
Yeah, that's right. I'm the. Uh, that's more uh, Stallone, but I think that's yeah, as good as really I can is. get. It really is. Yeah, yeah, it, it's me. <laughs> it's me, Vin Diesel. <laughs> Keep going, I love it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Classic. Classic. <laughs> that, that's just my name. V-Y-N apostrophe D-Y-Z-L-L. Well, Mr. Diesel, I am Cypher, the greatest racer in the galaxy, and I challenge you to a hover boat race. <laughs> you challenge me? Uh, my voice is getting just continually weird. <laughs> uh, not only do I challenge you, good sir, but I hear your sister makes a great sandwich. <laughs> Stop. Stop, dude. You can't. <laughs> uh, fine, I'll race you, and then I gotta go box Apollo Creed. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that sounds very exciting. I'm <laughs> bet on that after this. So, so there's a uh, a big a big old hover bite racing montage. Let's see how that how well that goes for you. Okay. Um. So to indulge vice, you're gonna make an attribute roll using your lowest attribute of those three, like quote unquote saving throw to translate it into a different game system. Um. Which of those is your lowest? Uh, resolve, I have zero. Nate, you are going to roll your resolve, uh, so you're gonna do two dice, uh, taking the lower result. And whatever that result is, that's how much stress you lose. Two sixes! Two sixes. That's awesome! I still get a six! I didn't crit, but... You didn't crit, but you do clear six, uh, stress. How much stress did you have? Five. Five. <laughs> um, that's very fun for me for this to happen the very first time as you get super into this race with Vin Diesel Balboa. Because if you clear more stress than you had marked, you overindulge. You just go wild with racing, uh, Crash, or Cypher. So you get to choose one of these consequences. Either you perform some kind of rash action, reduce your, your personal stash by four, or if you can't or won't, the crew takes two debt. They're going to have a debt that they have to pay off. Oh god, this is really bad for us. You perform some big talk, you brag about your exploits, uh, you gain plus two heat in the current system. Um, as you make maybe a uh, more negative reputation for yourself than you had meant to here. Or your character becomes lost. Your character vanishes for a few weeks. Play a different character until this one returns from their bender. When your character returns, they've also healed any harm they had. So that's more of a Gorpheus option. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! So... Which of those three ways do you think Cypher overindulges in their racing vice? That's tough. I think... I think I know. Yeah, I think I know too. I, I, I think I want to go with Big Talk. 
big talk. Okay, uh, tell tell me how you think that plays out. Like, what is Cipher's big talk here? That is right, Mr. Diesel. Even your green flames had no chance against me. I am Cypher, the greatest racer in the galaxy. Trademarked. Tell everyone you know. Uh, This guy's the greatest racer in the galaxy. Yeah, I heard. He's the greatest racer in the galaxy. Yeah, yeah, greatest racer in the galaxy. As all these Vin Diesel Balboas uh, begin muttering amongst themselves. So utterly impressed. Greatest racer in the galaxy. Um, Reputation for illegal racing. Oh, no. Yeah, basically. Uh, So you are going to get the, the crew as a whole is going to get two heat in the Holt system. Oh yes, I am of the Phoenix 13. <laughs> Remember that name? The Phoenix 13. <laughs> Phoenix 13. Uh, the home of the greatest racer in the galaxy. Exactly right. Um, so Cypher makes some money, has some fun, and then goes to the animal racing and then loses that money again. So he's still <laughs> has the same amount of cred. <laughs> Um, all right. How about, uh, Gorpheus? Gorpheus also wanted to indulge in some vice, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So Gorpheus is going to indulge in his first vice stupor. Uh, he's gonna try to get so fucked up that he reconnects with his subconscious self. That's his whole, his whole dynamic. Yeah, so Mem is kind of like on the surface, on the literal surface, because it's a water planet, um, a pretty like well-to-do kind of planet. They're like, there's these opulent spires, but then there's also these these dark alleyways in between the spires, you know, shady-looking memish xenos uh, that rise from the water and down into it. Strange uh, ships that uh, are clearly doing unscrupulous business away from the these spires. Um, so you can find all manner of stupor if you want. And of course... There is the Turner Society that you just made contact with, who are clearly doing some kind of animal pheromone drug thing. You saw your new friend, Valis, inject himself with stuff straight from the Grand Fariniki. What kind of stupor is Gorpheus looking for? Gorpheus is definitely telling himself that he's just he's just going out to check out the area. He's not he's not trying to mess around with nothing crazy. He's a little stressed. He'll do some sightseeing. And then the first opportunity he gets, he's going to see another Xeno or think about that guy, the the other uh uh of his uh his kind and be like, "Oh, I hang out with a Xeno. That'll that'll cheer me up. That'll be cool. They're hanging out with all these non-Xenos. The contrast will be fun for him." Yeah, at some point, uh, he finds himself just hanging around some shady folks, and they they just happen to be doing some kind of stupor nonsense, and it's like, what am I gonna do? Not, you know, I'm hanging out with people, <laughs> and uh, well, you, you gotta know, be polite. Oh yeah, 
yeah, just trying to be polite. You know, he's just living life. I mean, what is reality? Gorpheus is on a whole different wavelength. He's not too worried about this. It's like, look, if it happens, it happens. What am I going to do? It's the cosmic eternity. If somebody hands you a balloon filled with space nitrox, <laughs> it would be rude to say no. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's crazy. So, Gorpheus, you will roll whichever attribute is your lowest. Oh, fantastic. That's my favorite thing to roll. That's a, that's a five? So, in this, in this uh, space nitrous balloon stupor, uh, Gorpheus is able to clear five stress. Where were you at, and what does that take you to? Five stress? It's amazing. I was at eight, so that takes me down to three. This is amazing. I didn't think I could take it away that much. Gorpheus comes out of that stupor feeling pretty good. Uh, still got some stress nagging at him, but uh, definitely better off than he was um, and does not overindulge. Um, let's cut over then to Captain Crash. What is Captain Crash's vice that he wants to indulge in? His vice is pleasure. Zach, I don't I don't know if I want to roleplay this with you. <laughs> sex bot, sex bot, sex bot. He's just gonna go to like this nice like restaurant and like get like be eating like lobster and drinking, you know, just all this wine and like, you know, definitely hanging out with hookers at the same time. <laughs> you know, they're they're not naked or anything because it's a restaurant. But, you know, they're just sitting there laughing at his jokes while he thinks he's the best. Captain Crash, you're so funny. I I love your jokes. This is is a delicious meal. Thank you so much for inviting me. Of course, baby. You know I wouldn't do it alone. (laughs) (laughs) I hate you so much. Oh, sorry, you have such a beautiful voice. (laughs) 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 Yes, uh, yeah, so he's just, you know, feasting on all of the, you know, things that he wants. Uh, Great, so this will work the same way. You'll roll whichever of your attributes is your lowest. What would that be for Captain Crash? Insight. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, what What is your rating and in insight? Um, nothing. So yeah, same as Cipher. You will roll two and take the lowest. Well, I rolled uh two fives. So yeah, five. Beautiful. Which uh is funny. Um, unfortunately. <laughs> I uh, I actually only had four. So. <laughs> uh, uh, Captain Crash, you might want to slow down. It looks like you're really starting to overdo it. <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, so I uh, definitely spent too much money on hookers, lobster, and wine. Uh, and uh, I guess we're going to have to take on some debt because I don't have enough money to cover that. <laughs> oh, uh, wow. Uh, Captain Crash really going at it. Um, wonderful. So because you do not have 
you do not or will not pay uh, four out of your personal stash. That means you are going to accrue two debt for the entire crew. Wow. Uh, like like a good captain should. What a good crew, guys. <laughs> two debt, two eat. This is it's amazing. I love it. I almost took that. I almost took that one. I was very tempted. I know. Well, you know what? I'm glad you didn't now. Me too. <laughs> um, and it's fine. I was. Don't worry. I was gonna make a joke about um, it. <laughs> so you each have one remaining downtime activity during this period. Uh, you've each indulged your vices. Um, does anyone else have anything they have in mind? I want to indulge in my other vice. Oh, okay. For sure. Uh, because the whole reason Gorpheus wanted to do a bunch of drugs is so he could meditate on drugs. So Gorpheus is going to indulge in the vice of meditation. Okay, and this is something you have because of an ability you chose at character creation. Correct. So Gorpheus' weekend is just doing ayahuasca. (laughs) (laughs) That is Gorpheus' weekend. Awesome. So Gorpheus, you're going to do the same thing. You're going to roll for your lowest uh, attribute. Rolling my lowest attribute inside. I rolled a one. A one. So you will reduce one more stress from your uh, stress box section. <laughs> oh. oh, so and, I don't get the negative. I was so ready. Uh, yeah, you do not overindulge. Oh um, my god, I'm so much better than you guys as a crewmate. Good, honestly, <laughs> because we already had enough problems between. No, the but us, guys, so. I have a special, like, I have an extra indulge I can get. It's amazing. No, we'll get to it. And anybody else? Uh, so Gorpheus is out of downtime activities for now, but you can spend one cred to get an additional activity. And you can do that as many times as you want for as much credit as you have. I'd like to uh, try to find a uh, Urbot mechanic and recover. Yeah, yeah, because you are pretty hurt from that um, Grand Fariniki. So you are going to want to spend some time to recover. And how that works uh, for non-Urbots is you have to find a medic to uh, treat your wounds. You can either roll your crew quality minus one, uh, or you can get a crew member who has a relevant skill to treat you. The, The crew quality minus one role is to determine how good of a doctor you'd be able to find. Or you can treat yourself, but that costs one stress. For you, because you are an Urbot, instead of using the doctor skill, it'll be the rig skill. So would you like to either just go out into the planet and see what you can find to help you out, would you like to get a crew member to help you, uh, either Crash or Gorpheus, uh, or do you want to take a stress to do it yourself? If a crew member helps you, this doesn't count against their actions. Would I be able to, because they are on this planet, uh, get Yatu to help me get some materials for this to attempt to do it myself? 
Yeah, I think that's certainly possible. Your friend Yatu, that little crab man, um, is able to, if you if you reach out to them, he's able to provide a little bit of help. Um, as a, what is he? He's a, a crime lord, right? Gang boss. Yeah, gang boss. He, he knows some guys who know some guys, and, you know, he likes you, so he wants to help you out. It's maybe not, like, the best help that you can get, but um, yeah, that will count for you as uh, calling upon the aid of, an, of, of a contact, which means that you will get plus one die on your roll. Um, does it matter what position I set the roll at? No, for for these downtime activities, there's no real position or effect. And uh, do mark one stress for uh, performing this yourself. Uh, so with your bonus die from Yatu, how many does that bring you up to? That is three die. I got a four on my highest roll. A four. Okay, so... How this works is you will, just by taking the recover downtime action, you will clear all level one harm. Unfortunately, you don't have any level one harm. You have a level two harm. In order to heal a level two harm, we are going to start a healing clock. You should see that on your character sheet, I believe. On getting a four on that recover, you're going to mark two segments off of that clock when this clock is full you will remove all harm of all levels if you suffer harm before this clock is full you reset the clock taking harm and recovering from it is pretty serious business and scum and villainy if you want to you can spend a cred to maybe Try to do a little bit more repairs on yourself, I think. I think you can do that more than once. No, because the best I can get would be at to five. Like, I can't fully do it if unless I get two sixes. And I don't want to risk getting to five and then getting harmed again. So I think I'm just going to leave it at two and probably spend the creds next time. Okay. So that will leave uh, Crash as the only person remaining with a downtime activity. Before we get to that, I'd like to circle back to this debt that you incurred. Because when you suffer debt, when you gain debt as a crew, you actually owe somebody. And um, let's talk about maybe who you owe... Who do you think that Crash borrowed this money from in order to overindulge on pleasure? Probably a classic money lender, like a a mobster or something. Yeah, yeah, classic money lender mobster type. You happened to bump into, you know, a fedora-wearing, pinstripe suit-wearing... Uh, you know, a Rocky Balboa type um, <laughs> at the restaurant um, who was like, yeah, I can loan you some money if that's what you really need. Just every character is Rocky Balboa. I like to imagine because this is a water planet, they're all just wearing Speedos. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> no, why would you add that? 
Honestly, that sounds like a bonus to Crash. That means he gets to wear a Speedo all day. Oh, yeah. A pinstriped Speedo-wearing, Fedora-wearing Sylvester Stallone. Uh, And he also has gills. Um. (laughs) I I hate you. I like as a person. Okay, okay, whatever, whatever, whatever. It's not even funny. Shut up. And so, um, as as like, yeah, I'll give you the money. Let's have a good time. Let's party. Um, as <laughs> as uh, this guy, um, <laughs> we'll call him Sylvester. As Sylvester gives you the money, that is going to start a clock for you. This is going to be an eight segment clock to pay back Sylvester. Um, you have to pay off at a rate of two cred to one debt. Um, and you can tell Sylvester is not a generous man. A, well, to a certain extent he is, but, uh, now that you owe him, (laughs) that is the extent of his generosity. Wait, this is a Um, recurring character? (laughs) Yeah, you wow. know it, baby. I'm gonna be recurring as hell. <laughs> yep, now he is. And so every downtime going forward, we're gonna do a fortune roll and uh, see how many segments of this debt clock tick off before uh, Sylvester comes knocking for his money. With that in mind, uh, what would you like to do with your second downtime activity? I think it's time to get a little bit of training in. Yes, uh, so that is another one of the downtime activities that you can do. You can do some training uh, to mark off some experience in your different attributes for free. As a bounty hunter ship, one of the upgrades that you started with was the prowess training, which means that you can train your prowess attribute. Pretty simple. Um... So that means that you have, like, a small gym or something on your ship where you can do some workouts. So, Crash, uh, you since you're the first one to use it, uh, describe it to me. W- what is your setup like? How are you training uh, your prowess? Uh, well, we've got a little tidy um, virtual reality chamber. I was hoping you'd say that. Just the world's <laughs> smallest danger room. <laughs> yes. So, uh, you know, I put on the headset, obviously. Uh, little goggles uh, with, like, uh, earphones and, like, wires coming up from the ceiling. So that, um, you know, it's just dangling. And I'm, like, running on, like, you know, one of those future moving like um pads it's like a a omnidirectional um treadmill treadmill that's yep yep it's like an omnidirectional treadmill yeah yeah i remembered the omnidirectional part of that (laughs) so it's it's like the it's like the vr setup that the dean used in community yes um and, uh, you know, and uh, I'm, like, going around blasting aliens, basically, on basically wow, uh, workout video game. Um, 
they're like monsters and sometimes there's you know sometimes there's space nazis don't oh worry. i'm sorry fucking i hate all monsters anything that <laughs> i might look. describe as a monster as a human being is clearly evil whatever just it's saying. just because i'm playing the particular monster game i could go and kill some space nazis it's just you know i already beat that one uh wonderful so uh you do this training in your VR broom closet uh that you have on your ship uh and you were going to mark 2 XP in your prowess track um, and just to be clear, I was uh, misspeaking just a moment ago. You can train any of your skills at any time during downtime, but having the uh, training upgrade that you have for prowess means that you get two XP. Otherwise, you would only gain one. Can I spend a cred to also train? Yes, absolutely. You can spend one cred to gain an extra uh, downtime activity. What would you like to train, Cypher? I would also like to train Prowess. Um, I would like to use the VR setup uh, to play my VR racing games. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You like just fully plug yourself into the machine um for like hyper real uh racing um it's honestly just basically the matrix you know (laughs) you plug him in and he's like i know kung fu it's the matrix (laughs) if it had like n64 graphics i mean they basically did you know i mean (laughs) i am a robot the whole world looked like n64 graphics to me so go ahead and mark two xp and prowess crash cypher both of you who cares uh so while while we're spending creds to level up i i would also like to spend a cred to level up uh, okay, you also want to train prowess or something else? Uh, no, absolutely. I am an efficient, decent human being. I am training prowess for sure. <laughs> so spend your one cred, Mr. I don't believe in capitalism. Yeah, um, but I as believe you- in it when it levels my character. You you all <laughs> it gets you two experience. It doesn't level you. Uh, it's the same thing to me. This is amazing. You all spend turns uh, going in and out of the just sweaty. No, dank. it's my turn. <laughs> oh, uh, no, my my character. Look, I'm not done yet, uh, guys. I I'm finished my training, and then you can take your dumb racing classes. You know, I don't need racing classes. I'm already good at racing. You're okay, Captain. You're. <laughs> You don't know me. I, I, I did. I tell you about the boat trip. Oh my gosh! I fought this guy. He looked just like the stripper I saw you with the other day. <laughs> the twist is they're all the same character. And so, unless people want to continue spending their cred for more downtime activities, which you can if you want, downtime's gonna come to an end. Which is going to put you in free play, which really just means it's time to find another job because your pockets are getting pretty light. Gentlemen, it's time to look for some work. We've had our fun. Some of us more than others, I say, looking sternly at Gorpheus. Yeah, Gorpheus. What did I do? I, I think we all had a very good, relaxing time. If I were to describe it, 
you know, using weird mechanical terms, I might say that you took two actions indulging your vice, and that just seems a little outrageous <laughs> to us decent people over here who only spent one of ours. Corvius, we can still smell it on your breath. This is all we are saying. Yeah, those mushrooms, they're, they're pretty stinky, and I think you should consider brushing your teeth. I know your species has, like, that secretion. It automatically cleans your mouth and everything, and, and your diet, you know, makes it so that... Well, I, I know that it's not required, but it, it would be helpful for the rest of us. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate your concern and consideration for the unique... Uh, biology of my species. But you are stinky. And I will take that into consideration. And considering that we all did such a good job not, you know, causing any problems this time when we just hung around for a bit, uh, I, I think, yeah, you know, that's something worth celebrating. And I think in fairness, you know, you guys spent a lot of time you know, probably working on the ship, I can only imagine uh, getting things done for us and causing, you know, obviously no problems. And I really put us at risk by indulging in my vices a couple times. I mean, God knows if I would have overindulged, that would have been insane. <laughs> can you imagine if we were in debt right now? Ugh. Uh, thank yes. goodness, of course, uh, you guys are far more responsible than I am. Well, that's why we're in charge. Well, I'm in charge. And he kept and he uh pilots the ship. Yes. And Captain, I did such a good job. I saw there was some uh, posters of us around town. Well, hopefully not uh bad posters about uh Hey, Crash, are we doing a new marketing campaign? And as you say that, there is a knock at the door of your ship. Come in, we don't lock it. Uh, hang on a second. We, we absolutely uh, don't uh, lock uh, our uh, ship uh, door. No, no, hang on one moment. I might check to see who it is through uh, the people. Uh, you <laughs> look through the peephole of the ship and you just see like a real pencil neck, you know, guy uh, wearing like an overly large suit. Um, sort of just like looking around the hangar that you guys are docked in. You don't, uh, work with Sylvester, do you? Uh, excuse me? No, no, uh, my, my name is Damon. Um, I'm looking for a, uh, and he, like, checks a notepad. Uh, a, a cipher? Would this be the residence of a cipher? Uh, yes, I am the cipher you are speaking to. Me. Uh, yes, hello. I have a, uh, package here for you. Ah, yes, open up. Open up. He has presents for me. I probably did such a good job. Oh, no. This is terrible. Uh, the whoosh, the, the door slides open, and you see this, uh, you know, guy in a big suit standing there. Uh, yes, yes, I have this, uh, right here for you. And he pulls out a, uh, manila envelope and hands it to you. Uh, Cypher, you've been served. What? Uh, and he walks away. <laughs> oh, no, what is this? This is ridiculous. What can I be served about? I am Z. <laughs> Let me look at this. And you, you look at these documents, these legal documents that you have just been ha handed, and uh, you are being sued by uh, your old buddy, 
Choss for trademark infringement, copyright infringement, for referring to yourself publicly as the greatest pilot in the galaxy, his registered trademark, and we'll pick up there next episode. <laughs> I, I fucking knew it. I was like, minute. first, I'm not gonna lie, I thought it was a bomb. He was trying to oh, kill Oh no, him. I was sure what it was. <laughs> I, I, the second he was like, there, there's a knock at the door, I'm like, oh shit, am I about to be served? <laughs> <barking for you. laughs> Thank you for listening to Escape the Dungeon. Escape the Dungeon is created by Dom Brass, Nate Brass, Zach Brass, and Mike Cripps, with editing and original music by Tyler Nate. If you enjoyed this show, please consider subscribing and leaving a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. To find us on social media, go to escapethedungeonpod.com.